Ladies and gentlemen, this is El Cochino, Tom Lawler, and I'd like to welcome you to the podcast that puts the lotion on its own skin, Lucha World. Bitchin'. Welcome, everyone, to Lucha World Podcast, episode number 90. I'm your host, Fredo Esparza. This week, I'm going solo because Kurt is still enjoying retirement. He's still getting a little used to everything he has to do um, as far as, I don't know, I think he's probably taking, he's enjoying He's enjoying his time right now, um, seeing old friends again, getting caught up on um, housework and everything that, you know, everyone, do, everyone does once they're retired. Um, he's He should be back. For the next podcast, which will be a Lucha Cla- an episode of the Lucha Classica podcast, we'll be covering the career of Pirata Morgan from his beginnings in Lucha Libre to how he lost his eye, um, his time in EMLL as part of Los Infernales, Los Bucaneros, his feud with Vampiro, his his how how he his his departure from EMLL joining AAA and becoming part of Los Consagrados in that promotion, and then basically becoming an independent, working for IWRG, and, you know, his feud with Sepin, everything's going to get covered, or at least we'll try to get covered on that episode. So if you haven't joined our Patreon page, please do so. That show's going to be fun to do. It's pretty much, I think it's probably going to be as good as our, as the LA Park episode that um, Dr. Lucha and I did. I haven't really done much on Patreon because I've been having a lot of issues. Um, nothing too serious. Just, you know, during the holidays, I was sick for a bit. Had the flu. Then I had um, then I had a, a bout of food poisoning. I mentioned this in the last podcast. And then in the last two weeks, my computer started having issues. Had to get that fixed. And now I, it, we're pretty close to being normal. So we, we should start. We'll, we'll be picking up on everything as far as that goes. And actually, we'll probably be doing some interviews also in the upcoming few months i know we're we're going to try to go to um, one of the bar wrestling shows that is going to have penta el cero m ray phoenix and taya on hopefully we get interviews with them i think they i think i saw that they had more people on it but um you know it's the impact and wxww people we're not really interested in those people really a lot of news to get to as far as um what's been going on in lucha libre we're going to start with CMLL because that's really where the big news is coming up. Actually, AAA has a lot of news too, but CMLL, their news is a little, um, it's going to be, um, 
their next big show is going to be happening rather soon. March 16th, Homenaje a Dos Leyendas. This is their next big, their first big event of um, 2018. And they made a couple of announcements at a, at a press conference on Wednesday, which lasted about two hours. As usual, they pretty much wasted about an hour on all the other, on, on recapping all the news that they had previously already done. They spent a couple of, like, I think like a half hour with Volador Jr. and Ultimo Guerrero. The only good part out of that was Volador Jr. getting asked again by reporters about um, Caristico, which he referred to. Um, he got very upset and told the reporters to stop. Stop treating the Caristico like a martyr, and because uh, he was going to bite their hand when he turns on them. You know, you always get those type of things. That's the one highlight of their um, segment. They just talked about the tournament, but Dos Leyendas, the two newsworthy top uh, things that came out of that were Mil Mascaras will be the honored legend on that show. Uh, they showed a video clip of him thanking CML and Paco Alonso for the for the honor and he also talked about how I think he brought up something about he basically gave a little background on his um, on himself which I think the last time they did this they had about three or four videos where yeah Viano 3 when Viano 3 did it he did three or four videos where he talked about his career so you know Mil Mosker is going to be up for that not only is going to be get to do three or four videos talking about himself but he's going to get to be on Informa and talk about himself his favorite topic that should be fun and you know he deserves it you know we were just talking about this Kurt and I about how you know a lot of fans they t- they hear the stories of him being uh, uh, difficult to deal with and you know as far as being fan friendly and you know how much he likes to talk about himself and really since and then you hear a lot of wrestlers talk about how difficult it is to work with him but um, if you a lot of us who are fans maybe caught caught up to watching him later in his career but if you watch a lot of the old videos especially the Japanese wrestling all Japan pro wrestling classics and and all of the older stuff and then you read a lot of um stories about him on box on old issues of boxy lucha and you know lucha libre and all those other magazines out of Mexico you realize that this guy was really a, I mean he really was a, a talented wrestler I think we I think as a fan myself personally I, I started watching wrestling in the like what 83 84 and by that point he had already been in the business for about 20 years or so so you know you can't really expect him to be as good as he was you know as a young as a young, young man and the funny thing is he's still going i mean he's still he's still active i wish he wasn't because you know i think what was it maybe like 4 or 5 years ago his his um physique has really deteriorated you know and that's just because of age and um you know, you kind of wish he kind of just would do appearances and not try to wrestle. But, you know, Dory Funk Jr. also wrestles. And he, I mean, at least Mel Mosker has made, had the, the sense to cover his body up. And I don't know what Dory Funk Jr. is doing. But, you know, these guys are legends. You know, it's their lives. They could do whatever they want. The other big news from Do, for the Dos Leyendas card that was announced was the main event would be a mask versus mask match between Angel de Oro and Cuatrero. This has really been probably their CML's big feud. Although you really wouldn't think it's their big feud because uh, it's kind of like in a group of feuds that have been going on since probably really the Angel de Oro, Niebla Roja, and then you insert random trios partner, be it Stuka Jr. 
Ray Cometa or Soberano Jr. or or someone, but they've been basically been wrestling a lot um, against those the the new new generation Dinamitas since I guess since post um, anniversary really. So they've kind of been uh, and then Cuatrero Angel de Oro had their um, singles match at, in Fantastica Mania where Cuatrero won the CML World Middleweight Title from Angel de Oro, uh, a good match, but they've been building it up since they've returned to Mexico and they've. I, I think it's it they've done pretty well. I think a lot of people kind of thought that was that a lot of people might think it's a little too soon to do it at Dos Leyendas. And I mean I, I kinda think it would make sense to have it more an anniversary just because I don't know what else they could do for the anniversary that can top that. I mean they could go with two young guys that they could they could build up again at, during the during that time period, but you know, my guess is they're probably going to go with veterans for um, anniversary for the anniversary show, or maybe like who knows? Maybe they'll do the Mystico Mephisto match or Mystico Caristico, which I doubt that they would do that. I would guess they'd probably do something hair hair related more than anything else. But you know, I don't mind it being I don't mind Angel Oro Cuatrero being done sooner, just because it's um, if we saw anything between from if we learned any from anything from the Niebla Roja Gran Guerrero feud that. It was better for them to get to that sooner because they started with that with Niebla Roja and Ultimo Girl. That basically just kind of took the wind out of Niebla Roja. And then once they switched it over to Gran Guerrero, and really, they I don't even think they really switched it that quickly to Gran Guerrero because they also mentioned Euphoria in that feud. But um, it kind of it kind of seemed like it, it it wasn't it wasn't as um, the feud itself wasn't as great. The match itself was so much better than the feud. Um, so I think this is probably the the ideal move. The decision also they really have to i think they did a great job last year elevating sanson so this year it's cuatrero's turn and um it kind of it's really looking like the dinamitas are going to be the really big stars for cmll i think angel de oro if he drops his i think everybody already assumes angel de oro is going to drop his mask if he's anything like if he looks anything like niebla, niebla roja that's understandable i could see this being something that 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 actually helps angel de oro this is a match that's probably going to help both these guys because I think Angel de Oro dropping his mask probably make, gives him new life in his, as far as career-wise. Um, he's kind of improved. in the. I think he's improved in the last year or two just because he those trips to Japan and, and, and working Ring of Honor, it's kind of looked like he's done a little... He's, he's not as... I think in, early on, I kind of viewed him more like La Mascara, you know, a good wrestler that basically has a, has a basic move set and doesn't really go away from that and Angel de Oro still kind of does that but who knows maybe him dropping his mask it'll result in something similar to what happened with Niebla Roja where if you see Niebla Roja now I mean compared to what he was with his mask he's totally different because he's totally accepted being a, a, a technical his work is more of a um, technical based he's added a little more uh, he's done a, he does a lot of different things that he wasn't doing as as a Rudo he still does that horrible finisher that I don't like but at least he's added a, a variation of La Campana also so you know it's helped him and I think that's that's going to be good for these two guys and I also like that CML is continuing their their um, their move to continue to elevate young talent now they add these guys into the mix with Sanson um, Niebla Roja Dragon Lee um, Sobrano Jr uh, Grand Girl another guy uh, I kind of think they've 
dropped the ball on some of the guys who came before them, like Titan, um, Triton, Puma, Tiger. You know, those guys should also be higher higher on the cards. But you know that that's for another. That's that's something that they could do at at a, at a later date. Angel Oro also mentioned that he was going to have a, as a second his brother Niebla Roja on in this match, and he brought up how he hopes if Cuatrero picked his brother Sanson as a as a second that there wouldn't be any, any interference on his behalf. <laughs> when they asked Cuatrero if he could um, guarantee there would be wouldn't be any interference, he made no promises that there wouldn't be any. So I like that they're actually going to continue that. I think this is a good way to elevate the the Dinamitas also. Uh, I think right now Forastero's a little behind the other two. And that's understandable. What I like about CML right now is that they're elevating a lot of young talent. What I don't like about it is that they kind of they're kind of keeping these guys. They're not really making them the main guys. I think I think we all know what who the three main guys are in in CML right now. It's really Volador Jr., Ultimo Guerrero, and Atlantis just because Atlantis is a legend. And he's still the guy. Like, if there's a big mass match, he's there. I mean, I don't even think Rush is a Rush. Where's Rush? You don't really like see him in that group. They have a lot of guys who are just revolve around that group. And then they, they, I think the problem is that instead of bringing up these younger guys to work more frequently in the main events, they'll bring in Mascarano dos Mil, Mister Niebla, Cranio. I like Cranio. But I don't think he's a he's a guy that you could actually have in main events. I mean, unless there's like a, you know, the half the rosters, you know, when they go on tour to Japan. But even even then, I mean, ha, I mean, Forastero was there. I mean, they have uh, other guys in Hechicero. I mean, there's points where they've had a shows where they've had um, they've had like I think they I can't remember. I think the next card they have a main event, and they'll have like like um, Terrible. Or Ultimo Girl, Euphoria, and instead of just inserting Echicero or Puma or Tiger in the group, they'll go with Cranio or Mascareño dos Mil. And that makes zero sense to me. I mean, those guys are Shocker. I mean, Shocker, and it, we'll talk about Shocker in a bit because um, he's he's basically no longer a champion in CML. And um, But it makes no sense. To me, I, I, I would rather have like young guys like Templario. Why don't you have Templario in the in this mix? We'll talk about Templario also in a bit. Um but those are the two big stories out of um, do, coming out of do, for um, Dos Leyendas. We now know the main event will be Angel de Oro versus Cuatrero, and Mil Mascaras will be the legend honored on the show. In other news at the press conference, um, CMLL finally vacated the CML World Tag Team titles that were held by Shocker and Nero Casas. Um, they announced that there would be a, they would announce a tournament to crown new champions at a later date. Uh, Nero Casas has been out since January 1st actually after January 1st he suffered an injury at, on January 1st in that match with Sam Adonis but um, yeah I, I think that those are belts that probably should have been vacated tw- at least a year ago because Shocker has been in and out of um, the re- out of wrestling in the last I guess 12-14 months because of um, his jaw injury He's uh he suffered a broken jaw and had surgery and he you know he made he spent he missed he missed several several I think several months and then when he came back he had a you know he was still ha- um, having his jaw was still healing it still hasn't fully healed um, I think they told him it, it took about it took several months for it to heal so so it's not and it hasn't 
And then Nergo Costa's also, I mean, it's not just this, this year with the rib injury, um, the broken ribs, but um, last year he missed a lot of time uh, because uh, of a very ver- variety of um, injuries. Even before that, I mean, they they really, I think it was going back to, I think their last defense was in sometime in October 2016. So I think it was time for them to, to like do something about those belts. And as usual with CML, they're a little late on doing that. Um, the funny thing is uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked because right now they're doing the, the Torneo Increíbles, Parejas Increíbles tournament. So they're doing that tag tournament. And then after Dos Leyendas, either late March or early April, they'll probably do the Gran Alternativa Tag Tournament. So they're basically going to be running, it's possible that they'll be running three tag team tournaments within the span of um, two, three months. So, uh, you know, it's not, it's CML, they they do even more tournaments if they really wanted to. But um, this should be interesting just because there's a lot of, um, if you've, one thing we've talked about on this podcast and also on Lucha Talk is that if you watch a lot of CML, CMLL shows, you'll notice like the trios matches, they always have potential good tag teams in those in those trios. But then there's like the third guy. Usually it's like it's like um, well with 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 on the Rudo side, it's usually you, you already know who it is, like Mascarano dos Mil or or somebody like that. But there's always one guy that shouldn't be in that that team um i'm curious to see who's gonna be in the tournament but i think the obvious team they have a lot of um family they they did the brothers tag team in um fantastica mania so it's possible that they'll just add that i was just thinking about some possible tag teams that are, um, are that they could come up with um what i th- i think there's three options they could really do this tag tournament they could do that or they could do something like Maybe make the the winners of the parejas increíbles be the tag team champions. I I think it'd be kind of interesting just because you get a little bit more of um. If we saw last last year's team team, Barbara Carvener and Volador Jr. They made a very good pairing, and I think it'd be kind of fun just to see the 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 dynamic of two guys who don't get along being champions for a period of time. At some point, you would have to have them drop it, but um, you know, or they could also do the the winners of the of the Parejas Increíbles final face like the Grand Alternativa finalist where there's going to be a young guy on the other team. So let's say it's Volador Jr. and Ultimo Girl. Of course, they're probably going to be in that tournament anyway. So so you'd have to figure out more or less who who else, what veteran you would want on that other team. So you could probably do Volador Jr. Ultimo Girl versus, let's say, if they're trying to elevate Audaz, maybe you have Audaz team with... um. I don't know one of the other guy, one of the other veterans, or maybe just have a team up with Dragon Lee or something like that. Um, the other thing that you have to consider is um, CMLL. Always these ti- all these titles, you kind of have to prepare for the Universal Tournament. And I think if you look at the tag teams that could possibly be in this, I don't know if they want to have like maybe at least one or maybe both guys not be champions already. Unless they drop, you know, they could always do that, have somebody drop the belts. But it's one thing. I don't think you could possibly have Sanson Cuatrero win the tag team titles. They already hold, I mean, Cuatrero already holds four titles in the promotion. Sanson holds three. So they're probably, they should be in the tournament. If you're going to do a tag tournament that's beyond, you know, like more than four, you know, four, eight, 16 teams. Um, I was just thinking of some teams. You obviously have Ultimo Girl and Gran Guerrero. 
Dragon Lee and Mystico, Sansón and Cuatrero, Ángel de Oro and Niebla Roja, Puma and Tiger, Titan and Triton, Blue Panther Jr. and the Panther. You could have Rossiel and Cancerbero. Uh, maybe you elevate Audaz and have him team up with somebody, one of the other guy, some one of the vets. Maybe you have Virus in there. Um, there's a lot of possible teams. You could have Mephisto and Efesto. They always go with those, they always get thrown in these things also. But um I kind of think they I think they ideally I think Puma and Tiger, Titan and Triton, or Blue Panther Jr. and the Panther, a team that doesn't hold or you know, any other guys, a tag team that doesn't hold titles, maybe elevate those guys and move them up. Um just because but the difficult thing obviously is if you have all these other teams. There's no way CML is gonna have those other teams lose to these other to the, to those guys those that those that the three teams that the the last three teams I mentioned are pretty much behind those other teams, the the other brother teams. So it's gonna be interesting to see what they what they turn turn out. Um, there's also possibly that's gonna be you know some some wacky tag teams. Um, I'm guessing we're probably gonna see the the Piroth Rush tag team in this. I wouldn't be shocked if they're the ones that win it really. I mean, everybody thinks up all these great tag teams. And it's probably going to be Pure Wealth and Rush because I don't, I don't think Rush has a, ta- a title right now. So, you know, let's let's have our, let's let's all ho- let's all have our fingers crossed that it's not them. But you know, you never know with CML. Kawato San, you know, Kawato from New Japan. They called him Kawato San. Um, they asked him what what he thought of the name, and he kind of thought it was weird. Uh, he was on Informa. Oh God, JCR spent the entire time trying to make jokes about, you know, everything possible from, do they call Kawato-san Don Kawato? Um, Don Don is a is a term that's used in in reference to an elder in in in, in Mexico and you know amongst um, you know amongst in Latino communities. Um, Kaho Kobayashi also. I think Kobayashi Kobayashi is going to make her debut on the this upcoming Friday show. So, actually, her her stream. Her she's made her debut already on um, uh, in Guadalajara. I don't know if she's been in 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 in. I think she's only been in Guadalajara. She might have been in Arena, Mexico. I I don't watch Tuesday shows, so don't hold me to that. Um, Kawato made his debut last Friday. He's he also wrestled on Tuesday show. He, I saw the Friday match and he looked very um, lost, but he looked like he's got potential. Um, they talked about, they told him he ha- he looked physically, he looked um, similar to um, to Tiger Mask. I think he kind of does as um, Satoru Sayama, but he's 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 somebody that he should he shows some promise. He's not he's not gonna he doesn't he didn't look as bad as um some of the other guys. Actually, he looked a lot better than the the last two guys, um, Regine and Fujin, when they came to um, when they went to Mexico. He's 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 probably going to be there for a while because they asked him how long he was going to be in um, in Mexico, and he said he was going to be there as long as he wanted to be. Which, I, I if it goes well, I'm guessing it's going to be a, a it's going to be a, a an extended tour of Mexico. If he gets if he's not used properly. Like um, Fujin and Rajin, I wouldn't be shocked if he leaves sooner and maybe gets gets to go to Ring of Honor or, or another place. Um, but yeah, I think they're both of them look like they're really nice additions to um, CML for this year. Um, the other thing that uh, CML has been doing, they've been they've been building up a Virus 
versus Aldas feud on their shows. Aldas has looked really good in these matches. You could tell this guy has a lot of potential. Uh, he's already better than um, a lot of the the guys that they've. I think he's in that group with Soberano and Dragon Lee as guys who really show a lot more promise than like the Mysticos and um, a couple of other guys that they've tried to elevate. Although I think Mysticos actually looked a lot better since you know in trios matches. He's he's not quite. He's never really going to be a, a great singles wrestler. I think he's somebody that in a singles match he's gonna he's it's gonna depend on 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 his opponent. He he'd probably have a, a really fun um, heated match with Caristico, but other than that, it, it'd be hard for me to see Mystico at that level. But Aldas, he looks good. Um, it's good that they're they're already putting him against Virus, so you already know that CML thinks highly of him. The one thing I think CML really has to do, they really have to elevate Templario. The their their Rudo side is really much older, and I really think Templario's like his style. I think it would, and you know, of course, you know, you have a couple of other guys like Puma and Tiger who should also be elevated. Someone like Templario, I mean, I would really like to see him work with Dragon Lee, um, Soberano, Volador Jr. You know, those type of guys. Even like a guy like Mystico, I think he he Titan. I think Templario versus Titan would be a fun feud. Um, I think they they got to elevate him. They've been doing they've been doing it a lot a lot with the with the technicals. Time to. Hopefully Templario gets moved up in the Grand Alternativa also. Maybe I'm guessing Aldas and Templario will probably end up we'll probably be seeing more of them throughout the you know, in the upcoming months being built up. Right behind the the Dinamitas and um Soberano and all those guys. Another change in CMLL that um that was announced was Artillero has changed his name to Principe Odin Jr which is in honor of his family. His father wrestled as Principe Odin. And his, um, he had a young, I think he had a younger brother that recently passed away who wrestled as Principe, Principe Odin Jr. on the independent scene. He was apparently going to join, he was in the plans to join CMLL as um, Metralla at some point. Not within the last year, but prior, back when um, Super Commando was still in the promotion. Um, so Artiero changed his name. Um, he's he was talking about having new opportunities. He's he's well, he's in second matches right now. So um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he'll get a little more um, more run in as far as being part of those random trios in second and third matches on Tuesdays, Sundays. Work more on Saturdays. You know. So you know, it's it's good for him. I wish they'd bring back Super Commando because. You know, those two guys were at least a m- much better working with the younger CML guys than some of the vets like Nitro and Arcangel and all those guys. Scandalo, who's injured right now. Um, San Cristeca also. Those guys haven't been looking very good against the younger talent, CML technicals. The other announcement that CML made um, recently was that they would be back on Teleformula in Mexico and in the U.S. In the U.S., it's on certain um, cable and satellite providers. I get it through Dish Network. If you have Dish Latino, you should be able to watch it. Uh, I can't remember what channel it was, but if, you, if you've if you been following Lucha for a while and been watching it on television, you would know that Teleformula is no stranger to Lucha Libre. Um, they previously televised the CML Guadalajara show, 
And then I think they might have aired one or two episodes from Puebla, like where we thought it was going to be. I think that might have been where they aired um, the Tanahashi Roosh match. I can't remember if that was Teleformula or um, Azteca. That might have been Azteca also. I don't know. It was one of those two. Um, anyway, right after that, they switched over to IWRG. And whoa, was that a horrible experience to viewing experience. Uh, basically, what we would get is... We would tune in at the top of the hour to watch IWRG. The show leading into it would still be on, or they would go into this really long um, commercial break that would sometimes last 5, 10, 15 minutes. Um, Usually it was within 5 minutes. But then they would end the the show abruptly, not at the top of the, the fall, at the end of the hour, but maybe 5, 10, 15 minutes early and they wouldn't like ha- they would cut off you know you'd get the first two falls then you wouldn't get the third fall of a, a match you would think okay maybe they're going to come back to it somebody screwed up at the net at that TV network and nope they never would come back i know uh there's a lot of stuff that i think there was like a a, a race car um, show that they started airing after and it, it was it was horrible hopefully this doesn't happen they had a they had a representative representative from um teleformula on in uh, on in on cml informa and he was there talking about how excited they were to have cml back on that network um maybe it airing in mexico and then airing also in the united states that might actually help i doubt it but you know could always hold out hope the, they're going to be airing the um, matches from the friday show so really if you're if if you don't want to see the live stream every friday you can watch it on there or you could watch it on azteca i i have a feeling that the azteca i don't know if the Azteca if it's going to continue airing on azteca tv because we have other news lucha libre elite is back running in arena mexico they are they have Return to work with CMLL. Um, CMLL seemed to be a little more behind it this time as they kind of were, they had um, on Informa, they had um, Ernesto Santillan, who's the director of um, Elite. I think it's the two two brothers that run um, Elite. And, and they also had one of the announcers, Gerardo Melin, and Ultimo Guerrero and Golden Magic was back. I'm disappointed golden magic did not bring up how jcr told him he was in cmll if anyone remembers two years ago this was like a like this was like a exciting moment because for those who aren't familiar with golden magic he's a really good independent wrestler and at that time we were kind of like i think mascara dorado was in japan at that point i think he was coming back yeah he was coming back because if i recall gran alternativa came around the same time that I interviewed Mascara Dorada in, um, here in Los Angeles. So somewhere around that era, time period, they both, um, and then Dorada came back, and everybody was thinking maybe, um, at, at that time, nobody thought Dorada was going to go to WWE, but um, Grand Metallic. Uh, but Golden Magic was still there. I'm get, I have to think he was there around eight, still around May. And then he started, he kept working elite shows. So everybody kind of figured, you know, maybe if Mascara, now that, and the, the whole Mascara Dorada thing lasted so long that it wasn't really this um, big discussion. But I think a, a lot, once it, the rumbling started that he was 
possibly going to WWE, people were maybe thinking, you know, may Golden Magic could be a very good replacement for him. That never happened. Um, really, at the 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 guys who pretty much the one thing you will say I could say about CML is that there's for every guy that they've lost, be it to WWE or guys who went independent or went to um, AAA, they've always been able to find somebody else who could replace them and. It's not it, it it there's always this really um there's 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 always new talent that's coming in. Um but it's good to see Golden Magic back. He brought up that he hopes to be able to wrestle Friday shows, um CML shows. So I hope so too, because he's really talented. Um Elite is back. The first lineup looks really weird. You know, typical elite shows. Um Cybernetico's back, Charlie Rockstar, Emperador Azteca, Hijo de Dos Caras. Not on the show are any one um, Caristico isn't on it, and neither are any of his um, like I think Argos and um, Dr. Carante Jr. They're not on the show, but they have the you know the usual CMLL and independent talent on the on the elite show. The the Ernesto Santian said that they were going to have surprises. I don't really know what they could possibly do as far as surprises. I mean, really, Alberto's probably the one that they could probably bring in. Because, and other than that, there really isn't this, there's not this huge, um, LA Park isn't that big a surprise. It's it's just a matter of if, when he's going to be in a in an independent promotion, how quickly that pretty much, you know, dissolves, that relationship dissolves. Um, I, I don't see, I don't really, they're not going to get any of the guys that everybody's going to think. They they just had this, Elite just had this huge argument with Garza Jr. about not paying him. So there's one guy that they can't get. I don't think Penta or Ray Phoenix are going to go there just because they pretty much are involved with Lucha Underground, the crash, and they get so much work in the U.S. Lucha, um, Lucha Underground is just going to start in a couple of weeks. So I don't see them being guys that are going to go in. Ray Mysterio's probably going to be WWE bound. I don't even think that's a... The, the, I don't really know who, I mean, unless you're going to bring the old guys like Kanek, you know, Dos Cara Sr., guys like that. But there's not a lot of surprises out there right now. Um, that's the that's the big news with Elite. Um, they're going to get, they're going to be back on TV. They mentioned some digital channel in Mexico. And they also, they, they mentioned a few times Azteca TV. But the digital channels related to Azteca TV, and I'm, I'm not sure if they're going to get the U.S., Azteca TV time slot, but that's possible in Mexico also. So you know, anything's possible, especially with this Teleformula and CML deal. I, it's really confusing. Um, we'll probably have more on this at a later date once it starts airing, and I think it starts airing in a couple in like one or two weeks. This this Sunday, um, February eleventh, CML starts on Teleformula. So I would assume we would probably, and then the following week. Um, Elite starts on that other channel. So who knows? Maybe we'll actually start seeing that on Azteca also. I Now I want to get into AAA. I actually did watch Guerra de Titanes. If you heard Lucha Talk, we talked about that show. I just wanted to give a little, just more of a thought, just an overview of that show. If you didn't watch it, I would probably recommend you watch the first up to the first five matches. I mean, even that, that might be like something a little difficult for people, but I think the first five matches are perfectly fine. If you watch that up to the Psycho Clown, Ray, Scorpion, Bull Terrier match, stop after that. 
once you see Maximo and La Mascara make their Triple um, A debuts, that's when they that's when you stop watching the show. Please stop watching, because after that you're gonna get this horrible Triple A World Mega Heavyweight Championship match between Doctor Wagner Wagner Jr. and Johnny Mundo. That was horrible. And then if you still don't listen and decide to watch that, please just go walk away from 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 your computer your television, wherever you're going to watch Twitch, wherever you're going to watch the show, step away from watching the cage match between um, the Hijo del Fantasma Tejano Jr. match. Horrible match. I mean, if after after watching those last two matches, I, I don't even know why I even... Stu- I mean, I thought the first five matches were good. I liked them. Uh, but those last two matches left a bitter taste, and I just thought that show was horrible. Horribly booked, and the, the, to- the, the last two matches were horribly booked. I don't even care. Hijo the Dr. Wagner Jr. Um, turning on his dad. That was like not even the big story of that match. And it kind of seemed like a, a waste. First of all, it's a waste just because I don't really think Hijo the Dr. Wagner Jr. is very good. Vampiro being involved in, in all this mess. Horrible. Hijo del Tirantes also got involved in the in the cage match. Horrible. But um, the early stuff, Australian Suicide beating Lancelot to win the AAA World Cru- Cruiserweight title. This is gonna to lead to Australian suicide defending against Hijo del Vikingo on the on the February 9th show. I thought that was a pretty good match. There were some moments where I thought it was kind of like it slowed down and it wasn't very good. But when it when they were really uh, working a faster pace, it was really good. I liked it. Um, and it was a good opener. More than anything, it was a good opener. Fabi Apache beating Lady Shani to win the AAA Reign of the Reinas title. Very physical match. Stiff. Fabi was uh, the the commentators. That was the other good thing. The commentators on this show were Jose Manuel Guillen and Hugo Savinovich. It looks like the Mas Lucha crew is going to be handling um, the the announcing for the Twitch um, channel and live events. The live TV tapings that um, AAA will be posting on there will be streaming on there and um, on the some new channel called Space in Latin America and Mexico. They kept bringing up that Fabi was um, acting a little more Ruda. And they basically have been treating Fabi more as a Ruda. She acted more Ruda in the in in the, t- the TV tapings after this show. Um, this And I think this is something that's, I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe this time around, um, this will be a, a good women's rivalry. They had one last year and they pretty much botched it up with um, Taya and Ayako Hamada. Um, just to get just to bring sexy star back and you know what it's triple a they might screw it up again and bring back sexy star again you know people will probably say that's never happening trust me triple a will do it they always do stupid shit that's what they that's what they're known for uh, the third match was poder del norte winning the triple a world trios titles in a four-way elimination match i thought this was the best match on the card um i really liked it the the technical trio of Bengala, Angelical and Mascara de Bronce really got a chance to shine um, I don't really like Angelical being on, um, they're, they're, change, they're changing his gear to look too much like Mystico, and it's not the you know, not Mystico, Caristico but it looks more like, he looks more like the, the Mystico that's now and you know, you know, even physically he kind of looks more like that Mystico He's okay. I mean, I think he's okay. I'll talk about him a little bit more in the in the in one of the other matches I watched that um, Dylan and Microman Fever recommended I watched from the most recent TV tapings. 
But I I thought they looked really good. I thought Mascara de Bronze really was the one that got to shine a lot in this. After that, we had the, a really horrible street fight, but it wasn't actually it wasn't that horrible. I would say it was okay. Uh, Dark Cuervo, Dark Scorpion, La Parca beating Monster Murder and Dave the Clown, the Traitor Clowns. They did a good job of like like covering. This was actually a well booked mat, uh, match f- featuring a lot of bad workers in it because they didn't they hit they got a chance to hide everything that they do poorly in a in, you know in a street fight. They brawled all over the place. They started backstage. Um, you didn't really get a lot of um, horrible moments from La Parca and Dave the Clown. I just thought that, I mean, as a match in between match to to the, the final three matches, I thought that was like something that, eh, you know, the, the crowd, the live crowd would get like it. And if you're into street fights, you probably enjoy it. But, you know, it, it was it was okay. And after, it might have been like the... You know, if you would have told me that would have been the, if looking at the card, that would have been the match that everybody thought was going to be the worst. And this isn't, there were two matches worse than that. And that's what's amazing about this show. Um, Psycho Clown versus Ray Scorpion in a Bull Terrier match ended in a no decision. Um, the, the Traitor Clowns came in and attacked Psycho Clown. Uh, I thought this match was okay early on when Ray Scorpion was really. Pl- playing the role of a Rudo really well. He refused to put on the the chain around his neck to um to have the dog collar, you know, the dog collar around and they they did some stuff that I thought was pretty cool, but as I think the 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 final moments of it were a little, you know, I think it went a little too long. And then they had a couple of people run in, mass men run in and it was revealed to be Maximo on the Mascara and congratulations to Maximo. He got the A back in his name. It looks like AAA is going to not give a crap about the 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 copyright on that. I really hope whoever owns the Maximo name and it's not tr- uh, it's not CMLL, CML actually there was somebody else that owned it and they kind of they start that's why they changed his name to Maximo Sexy. I think they're going to ju- start calling him Maximo Alvarado. You know, include his last name, which would work. Although on posters they're listing him as Maximo but um, hopefully they get the little. I hope AAA gets a little bit of the, of the medicine they've been, um, they've been, you know, a little taste of what they were doing to um, Ray Phoenix and Penta because, you know, that that's that stuff still kind of is it's it's upsetting. So Maximo and La Mascara are basically now going to be teaming with Psycho Clown. They're going to be the new. They're going to refer to themselves as the new Mosqueteros del Diablo. Um, they asked La Mascara if it was over for the Ingobernables, and he, you know, after the show, um, they had a, a, a interviews backstage, and La Mascara pretty much said, "Yeah, well, I, I'm here in AAA. It's it's pretty much, you know, it's it's not he can't do it over there." Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really, I, I don't think, I think, I think Rush in Mexico, it's pretty much just been Rush that's been the Ingobernables. They've done a very poor job of doing all of dealing that that of what that faction has been like in the past um ever since sombra left really um and they never really i don't think they've ever made maximized the the money that they could make off of that gimmick like the the group in japan has um the sixth match dr wagner jr beat johnny mundo to to win the triple a world mega heavyweight title i mean these guys 
they didn't gel at all in the match. And there was a lot of interference from Hijo Dr. Wagner Jr. It, it was very confusing. Uh, Vampiro got involved, him being the ref. He posed a bit with um, Dr. Wagner Jr. early on. He actually was the one that won. Technically, he's the one that won the title for Wagner Jr. For um, Ray Wagner. The main event, disappointing. When you have Hijo Fantasma and Tejano Jr. Hijo Fantasma beat Tejano Jr. via DQ and retained a AAA Latin American title. Very disappointing match. Lots of interference from Hijo Tirantes and then Bengala got involved. They ended the match really soon. They set up the the the, the mask versus hair match for Ray the Reyes, which is going to happen on March fourth. They could have gotten to that a little bit. Be- they could have gotten to, to that a little better. And I don't know. I just thought this was a, a horrible way to end the end the show. Ray the Reyes. That should be a good match. That should be a good match. But you know it's AAA. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, AAA also held a press conference recently. And they they made some announcements. Uh, I think it was the day before that. Um, the the what was it the the last TV tapings, which was um, February second. I think it was on a Thursday that they did. The only reason I know that it happened that day was because that was the day I took my computer to get fixed. But the the announcements they made for Triple Mania twenty six were Lady Shani versus Fabio Apache in a mask versus hair match, and they also announced that they would have a four person. Poker the Aces, Aces, Poker Aces, cage match where everyone will have, will put their mask or hair on the line. And the first person announced being in that match would be Psycho Clown. Um, the second person will be the winner of Hijo el Fantasma versus Tejano Jr. from the Rey de Reyes match. And, and then there will be two more people in the match that I guess they'll be announced later on. So, um, but you know, Dorian Rodon started trying to get that, um, trying to get at least one spot filled this past um, week. When he started, um, there was a fan who brought up, um, who tweeted to um, LA Park that he wishes that um, LA Park would would get to work in AAA or CMLL, get a big match either with against Rush or maybe against um, Psycho Clown or I, I don't remember who else he said. I think he said a couple of other people. And um, and Alley Park, of course, said, "Hey, you know, I would love to do that, but those promote, you know, they're not offering me, they're not inviting me, and all this stuff." So then Dorian Roldan responded, "Well, you know, you're invited to um, Triple Mania if you want to be part of the Poker de Aces match." So that led to a bunch of um, interaction between um, them and the fans. Um, so Dorian's pretty much, you know, he's he's kind of left that out there as a possibility um, when he tweeted that to um la park he also um, included psycho clown hijo del fantasma and tejano jr i don't know if that was because he he included them or yeah he had to have done it because they weren't in the they weren't on the top of the the tweet it was at the bottom so i don't know i i mean is tejano jr gonna be in this it's it'd be pretty hilarious it'd be a very triple a thing to do to have tejano jr lose his hair twice in in 2018 because um, I think he's gonna lose. I think he's gonna lose the match to Hijo Fantasma. As as I m- mentioned, Triple A's TV tapings are airing live on Twitch from now on. So n- I think that's a great move. Even though I don't plan on watching all their TV tapings because it's not that I have better things to do. I just don't want to waste my time watching that show. They, I mean, just reading it, reading the results are confusing enough. Watching it, 
I don't really want to spend my day watching Dave the Clown versus La Parca matches and stuff like that. Um, if there's a good match, I'll watch that. And usually you could tell what's going to be the good match because this goes back to AAA, going back to 98, 99, 2000. You could tell what the good match was going to be and usually was the undercard match. And that's that continues in 2018. An undercard match is always the way to go when you're going to watch AAA. Um, so they're going to do that, air the live um, TV tapings on Twitch. The, the good thing about that is that now if you really want to know what's going on or you don't, you know, because usually the, the when they're going to have a big event like Rey de Reyes, Triple Mania, Guerra de Titanes, um, Verano de Escándalo, sometimes their TV show is like about two weeks behind. So you're missing those two weeks leading up to the, the big show, the, the big event. Although sometimes with AAA, you could watch the entire TV run and none of it will matter for the big events. So, you know, it's it, it depends on how you see it. But, you know, it's a, it's a good option to have. They also announced that that, that um, Twitch would have a 24-7 channel where it would just air AAA on nonstop. They're currently only airing 2011 AAA. I would assume that they're going to add more over the next, the course of the, of, of weeks. I don't know if they're going to go back in time, but I'm guessing they're at least going to go forward. Um, they're also bringing back the La Llave La Gloria competition. I think that's a great move. If they could get, I mean, just to build up the undercard and to just bring in new talent, because um, AAA really needs talent. They, they, when you're, when you have Dave the Clown and um, Monster Murder Clown, especially to to send talent out to um, the independent promotion that that use that work with AAA. Um, when you're using Dave the Clown, Monster Clown, Murder Clown as main event, you know, that's and Joe Leader in main events. I mean, that's that's trouble. Um, I know there's a there's a couple of promotions that are running um, tribute shows honoring. Pedro Guayo Jr. and they're both using AAA talent and um, <laughs> Rob Rob Viper got into trouble with a couple of people uh, I think well actually Candel Mal who pretty much handles all the perils and mal stuff responded to him talking about how it's a he's he's it's a it's an insult to Pedro Aguayo Jr.'s memory the line you know to continue to do that you know I think if you look at the lineups, you even if you don't agree with Rob about this guy using Condal Mal using his um his um you know still trying to keep Pero Aguayo Jr.'s name alive in the way he does, you look at those lineups, man. It looks so bad. I mean, one of the shows I think had they were doing Perils del Mal. And it's Joe Leader, Mr. Aguila, and Khan Del Mal versus Monster Clown, Murder Clown, and Dave the Clown. I mean, come on. That's horrible. If you're going to do a tribute show for Pero Aguayo Jr., at least, you know, try to try to get a good, make it a good show. And I know they want to have Perils Del Mal, but I mean, Perils Del Mal, it died when, um, sadly, it, 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 it died when Pero Jr. died. I mean, it pretty much, I mean, they're... There's no point in continuing it. I mean, even the guys who were who were who you thought were good that were in that group, the last group. I mean, they've moved on. They got to move on. Um, the last AAA TV taping on February second. The one good match 
that I was recommended to watch was the uh, Atomicos match, Angelical, Hijo del Vikingo, Mascara. De Actually, it was, yeah, and then there's somebody else that was in this and I didn't include him. I'm trying to figure out who's missing in this. Oh, Lancelot. Angelical, Hijo del Vikingo, Mascara de Bronze, and Lancelot. They beat Australian Suicide, Averno, Chessman, Superfly. I thought this was a really good match. I agree with the people who recommended it. I did watch the Arhenes um, announcing that he wasn't able to wrestle and um, stopping all the Rudos from attacking him with his with his Ray the Reyes sword. And um, then all the all the technicals ran in to make the save. I actually thought that was a really cool um a really cool way to get the, the that technical group over. You know, Hijo del Vikingo is really good. I mean, I know he. it kind of seems like he's not the one that they're trying to elevate of those those four guys. I think they're more... They're, it seems like they're investing more in Angelical because they're trying to make him look like Myst, like Mystico. But I think he. I think he's a little green. Honestly, I, 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 didn't, I saw him in that match and I've seen him a few times and he's not even... He's not as good as Hijo del Vikingo. Hijo del Vikingo is really good. Really, if you want to look at... Um, the comparison, Hijo Vikingo is pretty much the the what Adas is in CMLL. He's kind of what that what he what the he could be that in um in for AAA. What else? AAA. I mean, the rest of the show. The, I think that the rest of that show was like uh, it, it looked horrible. Um, I don't even want to talk about that. They had. I mean, they had they had uh they had rip uh, psychosis and. And Hysteria versus Joe Leader and Mr. Aguila. I mean, on that show. Psychosis was on, uh, they, on he was being interviewed by Much, uh, Mas Lucha. And they, they, they told him the, if he heard the Cranio's comments about him and Hysteria leaving to AAA. And he, and he, he did hear that, he, that um, Cranio called them prostitutes for returning to AAA. And, you know, and... You know, Psychosis said he wasn't going to say anything bad about Cranio and um, he, he wished him well. And then he said, um, he started talking about, well, you know, we we left eight years ago and how, but in the last couple of years, Dorian Roldan and Maricela Pena, they, Roldan, they've changed. They've changed and it's amazing. And, you know, honestly, the guy should just say like, you know, because I remember talking to him not that long ago and he was still pissed about that lawsuit. So, you know, the way Cranio responded, I think most people would agree with him on that. Uh, I, I, I tend to believe Cranio a little more than, than Psychosis. And then he also did another um, he did another interview because Nicho's been kind of um, ripping him on. I think he's done it a few times on social media. Uh, and um, he kind of ins said that their situation, he'd like to settle it personally. And the first thing I thought was like, man, I would not want to be. It's hard to pick which one of those guys would be the one you would want to fight in a, in, in, you know, in in a real fight, because they both look kind of like. Well, I think uh, Psychosis's knees are a little better than um, than Nicho's, but you know they're not the they're guys who can take care of themselves. The other big news in Russell in Lucha Libre is going on on the independent scene. As Conan has formed a new faction, and they they made their debut at in in um, the MDA promotion in Monterey. Conan is has joined together with Kevin Cross, 
Juventud Guerrera, Sexy Star, and El Zorro. And they have formed a faction called MAD. And um, the initial re reaction to this group is that it's a lot of people that had issues with other promotions. Um, they're difficult to deal with. Um, I think the only one that really doesn't have that is um, Kevin Cross. He's not, he's not, he, he's, he hasn't had that issue. At least he hasn't, he doesn't have the long track record with um, like, you know, like Conan and Sexy Star and Hoovy. Even Soro doesn't have that record, track record also. Um, but they made their debuts. They attacked Alberto El Patron and, and, and Ray Wagner on that show. So now they'll be part of the, they'll be, they, they issued a challenge to anyone to come to, um, to challenge them. And I think they already have um, Sexy Dulce. Sexy Dulce. Sorry, not Sexy Star anymore. It's Sexy Dulce. She will be um, wrestling Ludark Shaitan. So that that's one of the matches. Um, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Sexy Dulce is gonna be able to. That's gonna be interesting if she tries to do anything like she did with um, Diosa Quetzal or or, um, or with Lady Shania and all the all the and Rosemary. It'll be interesting to see how she how she does with Ludark because Ludark's a death match, Luchadora. That's gonna be an interesting match. I think they have Hoovy booked against um, Extreme Tiger. They MDA promotion uh, posted on their YouTube channel some uh, messages that were sent in by Roosh and by Cybernetico. Roosh talked about how um, invading promotions is so twenty years ago. And uh, I remember when this angle first came up, a couple of people commented and told me, man, Conan's still doing the same stuff that was going on back in 1996. And if you guys thought that, there's, other, there's rust, people in wrestling that think the same. You know, it works sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, what, what, is, what else is there? I mean, it's the independence also. I mean, it's, it's not that. It's, and that's really... What else do you expect? Cybernetico's message, he was he he didn't understand he he when he first heard he was going to be wrestling. I guess they're both going to be in the February on the February show for um MDA. When he first heard of Mad, he thought it was Mad Magazine <laughs> invading Lucha Libre, and uh, I know when I told Kurt about this um, angle, he kind of thought this name was inspired off um. Uh, Mad Magazine also so that that, gave, that made me laugh when I saw Cybernetico say the same thing um, so Cybernetico and Kurt have um, they, ha they have the similar thinking on this whole angle then Cybernetico kind of like tried to figure out what um, Mad meant this is going to be a interesting angle I have no idea where, what's going on with it it's on the indies so really we're not going to really get to we might see some of it we're probably going to see more of a, a clip version of all this stuff because they don't have... MDA doesn't have television. So it, it's not something that's going to be like a regular thing that we're going to get to see. I'd be curious if this would actually end up in Elite because um, you never know. I mean, Elite would be crazy enough to... Uh, but that's like a long... I mean, you know, Conan's still on that CMLL you know, on Paco Alonso's shit list. So I don't know. That's that's going to be something that's going to have to... I don't see that ever happening. At least not mom at the moment. But, um... And that group, really. I mean, I don't think that's going to... That's pretty much as bad as the Bizarros, really. 
or or Charlie Rockstar with Cibernetico and Electroshock, whatever that group's. I think that's pretty much the Bizarros. I don't even know, but um, yeah, that's what's been going on. I think the a lot of the the lot of the the news that's gonna that's been going on. We're gonna have a pretty busy March, really, because you're gonna have um, Ray the Reyes and Dos Leyendas, and they've already announced some interesting matches. Both promotions, you know, of course. CML with the mass match and um, AAA with the mass versus hair match. I'm, I I think it's going to be, I think the only problem, I think the CML show, Dos Leyendas, it's, it's going to be good. I worry about AAA's Ray De Reyes because they can't, they just can't, like they always have to do this thing where they have to do interference, they have to do clusterfucks, they have, they're going to have Vampiro involved if they just kept it as, you know, just let the guys do their things, you could do an interference in one of the other matches that nobody cares about, like, you know, if there's a La Parca or somebody like that. Um, they also, um, the next TV, I think it's the February 25th taping, TV tapings for AAA. They're going to have a, they're going to have qualifying matches for Ray the Reyes for the, for the tournament. And they have like five matches and they're all like, I think they're all trios and tag matches. I think there might be a singles match in there. But they're all like, nobody understands if it's going to be like one person, like, you know, if the the guy who gets the pin is going to be the one qualifying or if it's going to be like the teams that qualify, the winning teams qualifying. Um, we don't even know the main event's going to be. It's it's all like confusing and, and everything. It's, But, you know, I kind of think if AAA just kept themselves, like if they actually said, you know what, let's not have Vampiro interfere, let's not, let's not have Tirantes be a part of this, you know, be like so, you know, biased in this, it would be so much better. But you know, it's it, that's not going to happen. So you know, why even, you know, I I always I always give I always come back and watch AAA. I I'm going to keep watching AAA's big shows, but. The trouble with these shows is that you always expect them to at least be good, and they there's always one thing that just really annoys me on these shows. So, you know, get out of Titanes. I thought I thought was really like something that they could have done a little more with, and it just looked really bad. Well, like I said, um, Kurt will be back on the next podcast. It'll be the Lucha Classica podcast. Um, We'll be looking back at the career of Pirata Morgan. Uh, we're both big fans of his. That's we're gonna. That's gonna be a fun show to do. Um, what else? You could, if you want to listen to that show, you have to. You'll have to sign up to the Patreon page, um, Patreon.com/slash/LuchaWorld. Yeah. So that's our show. Um, thanks again for listening. Uh, 